What's up, y'all? This is the loudest mouth in the South, the forever champ. This is the Mac of all trades, AC Mac, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same You want to go where everybody knows your name And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers where everybody knows your name Especially when you're the loudest mouth from the South this is Wrestling Chairs. We'd like to talk about things going in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview with AC Mac. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Chairs is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe to your Everless This Fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, WrestlingChairs.Podbean. Dot com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, we are here with an interview with AC Mac, and I already have him on the line. AC Mac, how's it going this evening? Yo, what's up, man? I'm happy to be here. I'm 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 really happy uh that you're here too. And it was one year ago today. You were in Northeast Ohio. You yeah. made your debut for AIW. And I told you before we started recording, <laughs> I didn't know you were there. So when you walked out, I flipped my shit. <laughs> and it, it was the first match on the card, too, actually. First match. On, well, there was like a couple <laughs> that dark, was, dark uh, matches, but first official match on the card. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. And I, dang, that's a year ago. As we're Man. recording one year ago today. Wow. <laughs> Dude, but yes, we went, we went up there for the tryout. Yeah, it was. Man, it was. One year. I'm sorry. I keep saying it. I know. But it's just, <laughs> it's just crazy to me that it was a full year. But yeah, we went up there for the tryout. And a few of us got picked for the show, uh, which was wild because the show was already stacked, you know, in itself. And we, I'll speak for myself. I didn't think there was going to be so many people picked from the, the tryout to actually get on the show. <laughs> and the crazy thing is too, I didn't know you were there. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't post about it at all. Yeah. I was just like, let's just come up here. Let's be quiet. Let's see what happens. And <laughs> we'll go from there. Cause of everybody, like I knew was going to be there or maybe even had the potential of being there. It's like, I, I think I knew Jackson stone was there and he got on the dark match. I knew mm-hmm. I knew Ziggy Hain was going to be there, and she got in. Uh, she wasn't necessarily in a dark match, but she came out with Derek. So, like, even at that, like, she was local, like, out of Pittsburgh. Like, her finally getting a chance in AIW. Extremely excited for it. Fast forward later in the night, you get uh, Mr. Brickster. But you, I genuinely didn't know you were there. And the fact, like, you, you took AJ Gray's spot yeah. and on top of everything. And, like, I went back and rewatched it and see if... It was exactly how I remembered it. It was just like right after it hit IWTV. So it was pr- pretty much close to a year ago. But for me, I remembered it 
you came out, there was problems with the mic and you obviously do your own introduction and you, mm-hmm. you just handed the mic off back flawlessly. And that's how I remembered it. When I rewatched it, I was like, yes, that's exactly what he, you did. You, you, you could tell that there was issues with the mic and you just handed it back to Steve guy. And you're like, and, and just your attitude was like, I got this. We're good. I am so glad that it came off that way. Uh, even backtracking, I'm glad that you didn't know at all. I love the surprise, you know? I just, I think that makes it better. It makes it for a better moment. And you're right, the mic wasn't working, and I'm like, man, all right, here we go. I might have been, like, one of the few people that's tried to start an AC Mac chant. (laughs) You're probably one of the only ones. They're like, no, 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 that's the wrong reaction, bud. (laughs) This guy's a dick. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's the fact to see you in AIW, like I'm a huge fan of Southern Underground Pro, obviously, because, you know, we sponsored Southern Underground Pro for almost all of 2019, but still, and which I should say, I've pushed for if anybody from Southern Underground Pro debuted at AIW for a new talent initiative, I'd, I'd go nuts. Like I was always trying to push uh, Brett to find a way to get up there. Same thing with uh, O'Shea Edwards. <clears throat> but you walking through the curtain, oh, just... <laughs> hands down one of my favorite spots of that night and i think you mentioned aj gray yes replacing him i think he had either car issues or i think that was the time he got in the accident it was something dealing with the car he couldn't make it and they were like hey we need you in this uh blah 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 and i was and i was asking all these questions they were like no 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 no. just go out there and be you i promise just be you and i was like okay (laughs) all right well and here we go (laughs) a lot of fun who was all in that car with you? Um, it was me, uh, Brickster, Alan Angels. Um, I don't think Ben came up down with us. Um, oh, I'm forgetting one. Oh, and Lee Johnson and Lee Johnson. I think Lee Johnson's the only name that I don't recognize offhand, but everybody else, that's that's a pretty pretty good car ride there. Yeah, and well, Lee Lee is actually signed now with uh, AEW, part of the uh, Nightmare uh, okay. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on screen stable. Yeah, I don't keep too hardcore up with AEW, but now that you you say that, yeah, that that sounds about right. Gotcha. But yeah, that was our car. We I think uh, we drove up drove up from Atlanta to uh, Nashville to meet up with Bricks, and then we just we booked it from there. I've I've taken that drive before one way or another going down to Atlanta or coming back from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh how much fun was that? It was a lot it was a lot a lot of fun. And so I, I you know, if you you're worried about whatever how long the drive is going to be, but when you're in there with Brixton and your friends and stuff like it it was a lot of fun. It was over before you knew it. Uh we got to know Brixton a, a lot more than we already did, so that was cool. Um, and we were trying to plan, I for, I forgot the name of the, the promotion, but we were going to do the same thing, uh, to go up to New York for another show, but then COVID hit. So it was a little, a little hard to kind of keep up with that, but we, we loved it. <laughs> a lot of laughs. I think the one thing that I always think about kind of like even just going down to Georgia, especially Atlanta, I've always said Atlanta has some of the worst traffic I've ever seen. <laughs> And people call me crazy, like, oh, what about Chicago? What about New York? And I'm like, well, I'm expecting a lot of those, but I have hit some like evening traffic in Atlanta where it was just 
Yeah. It was just so horrible. And so it's really weird because like I'm I'm born and raised here. So I remember before Atlanta became like the junior LA, before the film studio started coming here. This is after Freak Nick, so it, it had kind of died down. Um, and so to see the growth in the past 10 to 12 years, it's really crazy. You can't go anywhere. You have to plan like an hour ahead. If it starts at seven, you have to leave at six. You just have to. It sucks. It's been it's been a long time since I've been down there, but I just remember having, like I said, just I think maybe even it was like one of the first times I drove through there. And I explained to people, I'm like, yeah, that that whole thing you see on The Walking Dead where like traffic's really bad. I'm like, I've experienced that in real life and it's, it's really not fun. Yeah. I actually went to school there. They like filmed downtown right on campus. It's, it's in between like there, Dallas and I 95 between Washington DC and Baltimore. No, not Baltimore, but, uh, is it Richmond? Maybe I'm thinking. Now I've only been up there twice, so I I don't know on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, I'm I'm actually blanking on. <laughs> it's been so long since I've had to drive that, but I know like ninety I ninety five South, uh, right around DC is is some of the worst traffic I have ever seen for a place that's not not as big as like Atlanta and Dallas and New York and Chicago. But there's still traffic. They're like, nope. You're gonna sit. You're gonna sit and wait. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, with, with even with my job, luckily I don't go that far over the road anymore. I'm like within a certain mile radius. But yeah, like that's that's the one part of like traveling nobody ever talks about is traffic. Like you'll you'll hear about certain things here and there, but there's just there are some bad places. Even Nashville. Like uh, me and some of my friends, we call Nashville Crashville because there are just some really. <laughs> There are some parts where there could be accidents like every time you drive through there. And see, I think when we come, we come up from the South. So we kind of go like, I don't know the names of the highways there, but we kind of come up and like go around that curve to the right. So I think we miss, we miss a lot of the traffic. I think. I mean, luckily, <laughs> I mean, too, it could also depend on the time of day you, you go through some of these places. Cause there's places like you go through maybe in the middle of the night or just certain part of the day. It's fine. But like you hit, you hit certain places during rush hour. Oh, it's just horrible. And I'm just thinking about hours here. Oh my god, I'm getting body tax already. And I've been working from home for the past year due to the pandemic, so it's been it's been pretty nice not to have to to deal with that. Lucky, lucky you. <laughs> yeah, it's been. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> God, yeah, it's been forever since I've even been through Atlanta, and I kind of want to go back, but like, it's more touristy for me. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Coca Cola. Like, I've always loved that growing up. It's been my favorite of you mm -hmm. know Coke and Pepsi. So I want to go through the big main tour for Coca Cola, and then I, I always want to go to because I think I saw it on TV once, and I'm like, that looks really cool. I need to experience the Varsity. Be careful when you go. <laughs> oh, like. What's wrong with it? it the, the food isn't as great as, as you would probably think it is. I don't, Fair I don't, warning. I don't know like, what expectations I have because up here we have we have a couple good drive-in restaurants. Like one is fairly well known and that's called Swenson's. So mm -hmm. like I know like their food is like, you know, for a 
a drive in restaurant and that's like always pretty small. So it's still fast food. Like it's, I mean, it's, you're going to, you're going to get a certain quality. Is it the greatest? I don't know. Some people say it's like a fast food. It's one of the greatest, but you know, it's at the end of the day, it's still fast food. Yeah. I think it's kind of like when it comes to like food, sometimes it's like, I need to go just to experience it. Like, is it bad? I don't know, but I saw it on TV once. I'm like, that looks kind of cool. So in that case, in that regard, I do agree. It is something that, yeah, I, I think you should at least experience it if you're going to be here. But but as a local, you're telling me it's not a place that you frequent often. Oh, no, it's been years, years since I've gone. <laughs> but yeah, if you come down, just know uh, we are treating the pandemic a little differently. Uh, according to Atlanta, <laughs> there is no pandemic. <laughs> Everything is wide open, so... <laughs> Tread lightly. So, so, The Walking Dead was a futuristic story that we'll get oh, in like man. a couple of years. Yes, and, and uh, what was it? I Am Legend, because I think I Am Legend took place in 2021. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. So, hey, we'll, we'll just wait and see. <laughs> um, so how was that? Going back to AIW, like what uh, what experiences came out for you for that one day? Well, whew, it was so much, uh, so much to learn from, and so many, so many different perspectives. Matt Justice was there, Dominic was there. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out, gosh. But it was just like an all-day kind of thing, and we were just running drills, and we were doing uh, theater and drama on the side, a little improv. Um, and then afterwards was when we actually got to do the the tryout matches, and I actually went with Brixter. So I was really, really, really hoping he got on on the show because our match was really good. They liked it. Uh, I was proud of it. And he actually did end up getting on it. So that was pretty dope. Yeah. But yeah. I, I definitely glad I did it. It, it. Like what sucks is like having like the pandemic, like start within weeks after that, at least hitting to where we're starting. We had to start canceling stuff and it felt like we had all these like really good debuts and I was curious of like where they were all going to go. Like I think right. it was the year before Cabana man, Dan debuted like the grant, the only thing that he was able to do at AIW after that was he did uh, that match with Scott Steiner and I think Hornswoggle, whatever it was mania week. And so I was like, well, cause I know like how much of a drive that is for him. That would have been for him. But I was curious of like, okay, like, okay, AC Mac got a pretty good spot. Like, are we going to see AC Mac come back? <laughs> I would love to. Yeah, the pandemic sucks. It, it, it ruined a lot. We didn't have any concrete plans, um, but everything did go well. Um, and and we, on both ends, we were both like, oh, yeah, we'll be back. So it was just kind of left open-ended, unfortunately. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping when things go back to normal and AIW starts running, and actually even, too, like, even like shows I know they've had, they've kind of relied on more of their regular talent. Like either, right, which makes sense, yeah. And it's it's not even just like the regular regular talent because like someone like Nick Stapp was you know he was coming to AIW every month, but since the pandemic hit, like even like him and anybody out of you know Create a Pro, like none of them have come back out. So like you could tell AIW is like, well, we gotta we gotta keep this like as close to home as possible with all all this type of talent, and like that's why we've had. I mean, I think we only had two shows in Indiana. I don't know when they're going to announce what's next, but I know something's next so that's mm -hmm. curious to see like where we're gonna go with that yeah that makes sense a lot of shows down here are kind of taking that same uh course of action to where 
they, they're trying not to have so many people travel as much and you want to use as many of the local or the as many of the regulars as you can. So I get it. I get it. But yeah, just like you, I'm, I'm ready to see what's next to see what we popping off with next. Cause things are slowly starting to get back in gear and, uh, I'm impatient. I'm, I'm ready for this now. I want the full crowds now. <laughs> you want all your championships back too. I want my, ch- oh my gosh, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I want all my championships back. Yes. Oh man. And I was just telling uh, somebody else the other day, just, you know, having the, the championship for so long, you know, it becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of like your gimmick and your character. And so trying to get used to just not having the announcer hold up anything for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) You almost need to have like your own like made up belt now. Right. (laughs) Right. My own custom championship. Yes. With a bunch of microphones on it. Yes. (laughs) Have them hold that up. Microphones, megaphones, whatever it may be. Whatever's loud speakers, all of it. But yeah, presents new challenges and and so i'm interested to see where we go from here you know i'm excited yeah because you had that uh the action championship that you recently lost the first action champion and then also to the you know southern underground pro bone storm championship exactly which i was cheated out of if we're really being honest but it is what it is they're not gonna hear the last of me Oh, hell, like, and Sup has got some uh, announcements coming up soon, so definitely be on the lookout for that. I can't say anything too much, but it's going to be dope. I'm excited. I know of the announcements, but I don't know what's coming out. And I, I mean, I know that. Man. I, I'm curious to see if what that show is going to be like. That I know. It's definitely going to be worth watching. That's for sure. And to whoever's listening right now, trust me, that is going to be one you want to watch. So you've had, you did have both those titles and I've, I mm-hmm. loved the, what was going back and forth between action and Southern underground pro with like you and like when Brett was champion mm-hmm. and then like you, you won the bone storm championship and like this back and forth. Like it was, <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it was officially said like it was like action versus sup, but like, I know when I would see stuff of, like, Brett coming into action, I'm like, like that got me really excited because I thought that was really cool. It reminds me of um, all the crossovers in the Marvel Universe. Oh, I always yeah. tell people IWTV is basically the Marvel Universe, and each promotion is, like, its own superhero. Um, so I, I love the crossover. I'm always big on invasion storylines and stuff like that. So yes, you're right. You're, you're right on the money with it being action versus sub. I like that. It was never really said it was kind of like a small thing that kind of grew, you know, Yeah. Uh, without it being like an official stamp. So it, it was a lot of fun, um, man. And it would have gone longer, but yes, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. Yes. And I, I think too, like for a guy like Brett, when he became champion, it was like, who the fuck's going to beat him? Like <laughs> he, the feud he had with, with O'Shea was fantastic. Even there's people I know out there that didn't really know much about Brett or O'Shea, but they, I remember them telling me that they love, you know, when, you know, two big Hoss guys or two just big guys have a fight. And right. I was just like, dude, I've been telling you about Southern Underground Pro, Brett Ison versus O'Shea Edwards. Watch it. And they came back to me. They were like, Oh dude, thank you for, 
recommending that to me. That match, right. their matches are so fucking awesome. I'm like, exactly. So you have Brett as this champion, and legitimately after O'Shea, it's like, well, who's going to beat him? There's no, and then you pop up, and you you, you find a way to beat him. <laughs> you have this chicken shit cowardly <laughs> heel. <laughs> you said it, not going me. against this big raging monster. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I liked it. I liked that it was something different. I like that. And it just works so well in that environment too. Mm-hmm. That atmosphere, the sub atmosphere. It's like no other. It's, it's really wild. I love it to death. Um, and it just, it just felt right. It felt like a big fight. I think the only thing uh, that people aren't talking about when it comes to the return of Southern Underground Pro is the return of the Basement East because I've only, I only went down there once but still mm-hmm. like watching it on IWTV and then walking in, like I walked in when the actual doors for the venue opened. So the ring wasn't even up yet. And to <laughs> see like, see it like that and then see it get built into the the show is something I'll never forget. So when, you know, that tornado hit and like really fucked up that building, I, like I was sad too. Like I reached out to all my, you know, Nashville friends, make sure they were okay. And like, obviously any update on you know the basement east right and then now whenever the you know the show happens like the basement east is going to be back and i'm i'm really curious like did they preserve it to the way it was did they is it updated like what what is it it's kind of this really really fun thing just to think about and it's just a venue but still the basement east was it's a cool place to be and even watch on tv there is a certain kind of loyalty that that's built there it's really weird like I 100% agree, uh, even though, you know, I wasn't at for a ho- the whole entirety, but I, I I fell in love with the building, even in the short time that I was there. Um, and so when they made the announcement that we're going back, I had the same questions that you're having. What's it going to look like? How much did they preserve of it? So I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to get there super, super early just to kind of <laughs> sit with it. Yeah. You know, I know what the call time is. I'll be there before that because I want to I want to take this in and and welcome the building back if that makes sense (laughs) and like we talk about like a crazy year for independent wrestling you know crazy year too for just southern underground pro you have it to where that tornado hits in february yeah i I think it was february maybe it was early march i can't um i can't exactly remember but still like i want to say february because i think i know we were at the exit in and that was our last show and I want to say that was in March, early March. Don't quote me, but that's my guess. I got to look at it again. This, I mean, this year has been a long decade for us to go through, but still like to remember everything at the <laughs> yes. beginning. But you, no matter what, it was like that hit like right before the, the pandemic started. So you had this tornado wipes out the venue. And then, you know, there isn't shows until, I mean, depending on like which company, but you know, the, they, you know, Southern Underground Pro came back at the collective. So right. there, which was one show, which was, it was still great to see, but it was cool thing. Like it also wasn't in Nashville, wasn't in the basement East. So now when we're finally getting back to everything, you know, the, you know, the basement East is finally done and it's just crazy as it is. Like they only went two shows without the, the historical <laughs> venue. Right. <laughs> only. To, yeah. I, I didn't think about that. It, it has only been two shows outside of basement East. Good. I prefer it that way, honestly. Let's go back home. Exactly. Right there. Let's go back. That <laughs> that should be what the, the show is called, but it's not. But uh, still. 
I do. I do love the the show names that Southern Underground Pro comes up with. Like actually, them and AIW both come up with really good ones. But knowing knowing like everybody evolve with Southern Underground Pro, I always get a I get a huge kick out of the, the names. And same, and I also get a kick out of the the flyers. I'm a re- I'm a big graphic mark. I love flyers, oh. pictures, promos, all that. I, I love that stuff. Titantrons, all that. And so, like, their pictures are really like grungy and like in a good way. And I think it like encapsulates the feeling of being there. So, I'm really really excited to see what they do with it. I've seen a few of them, but they're always dope. They always get me excited and hyped. So. My hands down favorite is the one that wasn't uh, the grungy one, which I mean, I love all those, but right. It was the stay cold one. No, uh, I am King. Oh, wait, I don't remember that one. That's the one. It was the only one that they had uh, the struggles do. And he they did it because the main event was Brett Eisen versus Nick Gage. So they did it in a like a street fighter type of uh <laughs> like street fighter i think the movie design uh and that was the first uh show we sponsored as wrestling cheers so i got like a print of that from uh, i think it was jesse like he saved one for me and like that's i have it sitting somewhere like i don't i don't have it up here in my office right now but like i have that in like a, pr- a plastic protective sleeve because to me like it's a like my logos on there uh, it's Nick Gage versus Brett Eisen. The flyer looks cool as shit on top of it. Like, it's something I, I had to keep. Right. And it's the main event of all main events. <laughs> Brett and Nick Gage. That's, yes. That match was, that match was crazy. The, like, I didn't know, like, how it, they would both be received. Cause, like, Brett was, like, supposed to be the bad guy, but he was still getting cheered for, from the fans. And it was kind of the same thing. Like, right. How are you going to, you going to, boo nick gage so god they had a they had a very very fun match and uh, that's one that i'll never forget like nick gage comes out sees me fucking slaps hands with me you know gives me, gives me one of those like you know, i don't know what to call like a bro hug where you slap hands and then everything and you like put the other arm around and like he did that, that to me he's like yeah yes. fuck right Mer- Mer- I love Mer- nick, dude. he's always on 10 <laughs> always he's he's the, the absolute coolest i love him so much same. I'm trying to get him in a match, man. He needs to hurry up. I think the one thing that sucked that we didn't get was last year with Effie's uh, big gay brunch of the mm-hmm. the bi curious battle royal <laughs> and him being in it and like his reaction to all of it. Like we got teased and then the I still remember the announcement. <laughs> We, Nick Gage is bi-curious. <laughs> like, we got teased for that. And I, I, I can't remember if he released a promo or not, but I just, then I remember dying laughing. And I, know, I know there's people out there that have kept that graphic just because they, they love it so much. Yes. How can you not? It's so funny to me. I didn't, I don't know if he did a promo or anything, but I did see a few of the tweets where he's like, Effie, yo, we got to talk. <laughs> I mean, he's such a, I mean, he's such a fun dude. Cause like he has this character, maybe he's a little bit like you, but to where the wrestler you get in the ring and then outside the ring can be very two different people. Mm-hmm. And, and Nick Gage is a dude that you, you probably think is scary as fuck, but right. if you get into good conversation with him, like he, 
he's just a guy who's been through some shit and seen some shit, but he could be, you know, very level and like be really cool. Like every time he sees me, he fucking loves me. <laughs> so yes. he's my dude. I always say I wish I wish he was in every locker room uh, that I've ever been in because he's just so positive. Uh, he makes you feel like you belong. Uh, he helps you, you know, it, it, with your match or like w- whatever happened afterwards. And I think he's a good dude, man. He really, really is. I want him everywhere. It sucked like the couple years that he was like not around because he had to go back to prison. Right. Cause I got, that was my first time really being around him when he, he first got out. He got to do a, like a handful of AIW shows, had a great match with Tim Donst. And then he ended up, you know, I forget exactly what happened where he had to go back for like two more years or ha- however long it was. Mm-hmm. Hands down. One of my favorite moments of ever going to a show is when he came back to AIW because they did a thing where he came out at the end of the show to confront Tim Donst. <laughs> and it, it was just like, this like, holy shit fucking man. Cause you long term storytelling. Yes. <laughs> Basically like it was, I think it had been, yeah, like two years since they had their match and he was finally back and they got to pick up on it. And even like when they had the original match, like Donst was more of a face and gauge was the heel. But by the time two years had passed, like Donst kind of had flipped. So, now like everybody was rooting for Gage. And just, oh, I, I love I love those moments in wrestling. Yes, same, one hundred percent same. That's why we're here. Uh, Dick Gage coming out, similar to my reaction to you coming out, I was just like no, no fucking way. Well, that just made my night. The fact that you can <laughs> even make that comparison, <laughs> I appreciate that. Like I said, I flip my shit for certain people, but. I didn't know you were there. So I think that was the bigger. Oh, oh my God. Like I, like I said, I knew Brickster was there. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I knew Zicky was there. I knew like Jackson stone probably was there, but like, like I said, I didn't even know you were in the building. I didn't even know you were, you did the tryout. Cause I mean, that's it, the thing. It, like, I like that though. I love, yeah. I, I love that you were surprised by it. Yes. Perfect. And like, we're, we're, we're in an age in wrestling where you don't get that that much. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I mean, sometimes it's, you know, the, the fan and everything, like, I can't help to know, like, I knew certain people were going to be there. Like, well, I saw Brickster walking around. So obviously, like, I know Brickster's there. And like a handful of other people I know, like, they're readious. And some people actually like tweeted like things that they were like, they were going to do the tryout. So to get those people that like yourself, who were a part of it, and I'm, I'm hoping at least you were surprised by the reaction that like people in you know, Northeast Ohio knew who you were. I definitely was. Tr- listen, trust and believe. Like I, so I know IWTV is a thing, and I know it's helping with exposure. But it always, like, I'm always taken aback when I go to new places, and they already know who I am. They already know the stick. Like it's, it, it, I am very grateful of it. it. It's a really good feeling. You have no idea, man. I think because it could be like one of those things. Like, yeah, a lot of people have IWTV, but you don't know what they're watching. Right. Right. And there's so much. So it, it's kind of hard to gauge it. But like, yes, the debut there, the debut at Beyond, like all, all of those things. I was really worried beforehand, you know, just kind of freaking out. Will they know me? Will they not? And each time, luckily, it, it has been positive. So I didn't get to go down to the show. But how was your debut at Ohio Wrestling Alliance? It was <laughs> it was really good. They they caught on immediately of like 
my attitude and, and the whole stick and like who I was. Uh, me and PB had a great match. It was, I was going to say it was real smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but yes, I did like it. Um, and I was saying this last week. Uh, I think it was the most professionally ran independent show I have ever been at. I was very impressed by how everything was laid out, the itinerary and getting paid beforehand and catering and all this stuff. It was really, really nice. They treated us really well. So that, that was a good show. I was proud to be on that one. Yeah, that was a show that I, I definitely wish I could have went to. I can't remember exactly why I did. I think I'm, I know I didn't buy tickets ahead of time because it was like, I don't know where we're going to be in a month or so when this show happens, am I, am yeah. I, am I going to be shit out of luck or because of, you know, how far I am from Columbus, I'm a good, I think I'm a good about two hours or so. Like, is it going to be a bad storm that day? And I'm like, well, there goes my money because I can't go, I can't go. Well, there was definitely a bad storm that day. I will tell you that <laughs> the ride home was pretty hard. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Is it, is it bad storm? I'm from Georgia or bad storm. I'm from Ohio because I think those are two different things. Those are two different things, and I will honestly say it was bad storm. I'm from Georgia. <laughs> because everybody else on the road was driving fine. Like, you know, we're used to this. Us in our little Toyota Camry, we were like, no, no, no. We need to pull over. Let's go to this McDonald's and chill real quick. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll book it back. I think we got back home at like 7.30 in the morning. So. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, that can that can suck about being up here. A lot of people, I like we give a lot of shit for some of the southern states when they they kind of freak out. But I will say this: like it's your <laughs> our roads are treated for these types of incidences. Like uh, this was back in I think 2015. I had an accident in Texarkana, and what was actually happening was is like Texarkana. Like for those who don't know, it's like right on the border of um, Texas and Arkansas. And mm -hmm. I was on this one ramp merging from one highway to another and it kind of like went on a arch. And as I was trying to like merge onto this, this highway back in onto it, uh, the truck didn't want to go. It just like, I mean, merge, it just kept wanting to go straight. Luckily it was in the middle of the night. So I just like, kind of like drove it into this ditch of the side of the highway and like, didn't like wreck it or anything. It was just more or less, I had to be pulled out. No real, real damage, but still. That made me go, I'm used to driving roads that get salted like hours ahead of time. They're like, all right, snow's coming. We need to throw out salt. We need to do all these precautions. But you have all these like, like now what we're seeing in all these different states where it's where uh, snow has either doesn't happen a lot or have it to where like, oh, shit, we rarely ever get snow or ice. Right. So like I now understand it's not. It's not like, oh, I'm this big, bad Ohio driver. It's like, no, I'm just driving on roads that are ready for this, not roads that aren't. Man, ours are not. I feel like we have a snow. Every time it snows, it's like a, it's a thing here. It's a whole snowstorm. It's an apocalypse. All the grocery stores are empty. The streets are empty. It's, it's <laughs> the whole city is shut down. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Like I said, to explain to somebody from the North, because like we're used to like roads that get treated, but for a lot of like roads down there, like you can easily, it like ice gets created and there's no salt, which I mean, I don't know why there isn't like a backup supply of salt or, or ways to get through some of this stuff. But I mean, it, it is what it is. Same. Yeah. I don't know either. When you were talking about it, I was like, man, 
that sounds like a good idea. Maybe we should just have like a backup or like an emergency kind of deal, but I don't know why it's not there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't make the rules. Though I, I used to have fun with my friend from uh, Augusta, Georgia. He would always mm-hmm. try to tell me, and I'm just like, dude, it's not the same thing. Stop this. He'd be like, well, like you guys get all this snow and everything, but we get pollen really bad here. I'm like, that's not the same, man. You're not you're not out in your driveway shoveling pollen. <laughs> like I get it. It, it can get bad. It's, yeah. not, it's not it's not snow day bad. It's not blizzard bad. Yeah, I agree. I'm 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 from here and I and I I can say objectively I do think the snow is worse. Yeah, I have I have no idea why my friend always would say that, but like I said it just man, it's but I love that we get shut down now for it. Snow days. I do love that. I used to have a job where I got snow days. It was great. Not only do I should say, not only did I get snow days, I got paid for it. Yep. I don't get that anymore. Now it's like, uh, sorry, you got a snow day. Can't work. Uh, you don't get paid for it. They're like, yeah, the roads are ready. You can go. You're fine. Yeah. Cause I, I, I uh, one company I was with, like if that was paying me for the snow days, like what was that? I went went into the terminal, went to go start my truck. I left and I went to go leave out of our uh, security gate. And they were like, oh, no, we're on lockdown. You can't leave. Called my boss. He's like, all right, you know, just park it and go home. Then <laughs> I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the snow day, but. Right. Same. Any day. And then I had it like with this job, I, I was driving to Detroit on, last Monday and that's when like a lot of the bad storms were happening. I got maybe almost halfway there and I got a phone call that was like, yeah, just turn around and come back. Detroit, uh, Michigan's getting hammered and I didn't necessarily get paid the same. I was like, son of a bitch. So when you say halfway, how, how long is that for you? Um, let me see from where we are, from where my terminal is from Detroit I want to say that's about a four hour drive. And I was like right around two hours in. Mm, okay. So that's, yeah, that's annoying. And I, I like going to Detroit. Like I think the, the, I mean, besides like some of the roads in Michigan are kind of bad, but still mm-hmm. Detroit's a, like a, a fun place to go to. I've only been to, the, to like an outskirt of Detroit. We rode up with Fox to one of the evolved shows. Um, I forgot the name of the, city but it was right outside of Detroit and I remember I had a very very small spot on the show but it was like connected to a bar and this fan was like you know what man I like you I'll buy you a drink I remember that <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated that <laughs> was that pre uh, loud mouth or like during your loud mouth stuff um that was, I would say pretty much that was that was during the loud mouth stuff uh was that 2018 Maybe 2018. I was about to say I was action champion during it, but that's a big window. <laughs> <laughs> that true. doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing like to hold a, a title for so long to always just kind of like have a lot of memories connected to it. But still, like it's a, it's a lot. It's kind of like what's great. I think this is more of a joke. Like we have old wrestling here in Ohio mm-hmm. and like that's been around since. 2013 i want to say and they've only had one champion and that's 
Matt Cross. What? <laughs> well, okay. Like, if you've ever heard of old wrestling, for those who don't know, old wrestling is kind of like it's Chikara, but like set in the 1920s, 1930s. And M Tog plays like a strong man. He's literally been the champion since day one. Goes. <laughs> but it is some. It, it is some fun stuff. Like a lot, like a lot of wrestlers that wrestle there have different gimmicks. Uh, Orange Cassidy wrestled there once as Orange Julius, basically the inventor of Orange Julius. Um, who other like Ricky Shane Page wrestles there as a judge. Local Ohio wrestling Yo. legend Marion Fontaine is like the, one of the main guys that it's revolved around. I'm trying to think of other wrestlers. That sounds great, actually. Oh, dude, it's like. I it wasn't at a regular show. They do these like they used to do these fair shows when the world was back to normal, and I like they're kind of like fair shows. It was just kind of like you come to this. They didn't have to pay admission for this fair. You just walk around, and they had like two wrestling shows. MJF was there and did a character only for those two shows, and then because of like obviously him getting picked up and everything, he never got to come back and redo it. But he was like, uh-huh. I think he was like a golfer. But, I can see that. I can see that. Oh, there's there's so many other wrestlers that have these other gimmicks. Like Alley Cat has a like kind of like a a daredevil type. Uh, I think that's kind of like the way to describe her her uh, gimmick. It's it's still so much fun. So yeah, like yeah, it sounds like this Halloween show we were trying to put on a while back, to where everybody is like a different character. Yeah, I I I fucks with it. I like this. I wish there was more wrestling. Like I mean, even like that of like a wrestling show of like for the for Halloween that people just do different things because like sometimes like it's just fun to fun to watch. I agree. I want to go to one now. Damn it. Yeah. Well, I think we're right now with old wrestling. The, they were trying to run in Detroit. Actually, that was supposed to be their next show, which would be like a year, a year ago, next month. Also, Oh, and a guy who, uh, there's actually two other wrestlers. That I just remembered who have different gimmicks there that I love so much. Dan Housen has, a. <laughs> has a, a silent film star yes. va- vampire type gimmick where it's like he's silent film, but he it's like, he's, he's a little bit more, uh, more like a vampire in, uh, space monkey is symbol monkey. <laughs> I'm gonna go look this up. This sounds amazing. Actually. It's on IWTV. So no. Yes. It goes what you were saying. Like the IWTV is just so you know, so vast. You never know what everybody's watching. So yeah, that's uh, one thing to check out. I, I love, love me some uh, old wrestling. Yeah, I'm definitely checking that out. Have you been uh, keeping up with WandaVision? I have. And so, I, okay, disclaimer, I never read the comics. Oh, dude, that's I funny. didn't read any comics. I, I came in with the movies. So I'm that guy. But... I do appreciate it. Uh, I didn't know the villain or the, the, the most recent reveal, but apparently a lot of people who read the comics, you know, saw it coming, but it still played out well. And I, I was still shocked. So it worked for me. <laughs> I love it. I mean, this is what I do. I'm not somebody who reads comics either. I come in with all the movies, but what I do is I go on YouTube and I'll watch videos that kind of talk about Easter eggs throughout. Like, for example, for this, they'll talk about Easter eggs that are in every episode. And like ever since the first episode, that's something that they've been pointing towards. Like we've if, if you don't know, you haven't watched art by now. By the time this comes out, we're looking close to a week. So I'm just going to say it. 
uh, Agatha Harkness. <laughs> I was trying to keep him saying it. It's fine. A- uh, Agatha Harkness, <laughs> like they had been pointing like all, like there's all these clues and it kind of came one of those things like when they sh- like would show all these clues every week. It's like, if this isn't it, it is like a really good homage to, to Agatha. So when they finally did the reveal, I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. But still there's like so many like other like fun things and I think if if you're into the MCU, no matter what, like right. it's you don't have to know the comics. Sometimes like it's good, but always know like it's never exactly going to go that way. Like I knew, I knew that Thanos does the snap. Like I, like Thanos is my favorite villain. So when it actually happened at the end of the movie, I I was surprised, but it was more or less. Oh, I didn't think they would actually do it, but they did. So I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I am too. And and just like you, I didn't I didn't really read the comics or anything like that, but I think they make it easy for us to follow along uh and and still be involved and still know what's going on. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Like I I, I want to once the movies start kind of coming back on a regular, I want to see how this all plays in. Well, even the, the cool thing too, which I didn't really realize like I was talking with uh Jackson Stone about this last week, but I found out more we're basically for the rest of the year, we're going to get MCU shows. Yep. Like we uh, we still have what you call it though. Um, Black Widow. Yeah, but I mean Black Widow's definitely com- Black Widow's definitely well supposed to be coming out. We'll see how that goes. But like, <laughs> but guaranteed wise, like all the shows are coming out because it's like it's this, and then actually in between every show, there's going to be a one week gap where they're going to have a sh- episode of like the making of whatever the previous series was so it's like we're gonna we have two more episodes of wandavision then it's going to be the week of the making of wandavision then we're going to go into i forget how many uh, weeks yeah then we're going to go into i forget how many weeks of falcon and the winter soldier and then at mm-hmm. the end of that we'll get the making of the falcon and the winter soldier and then the next i'm trying to remember which one i saw i can't remember if it's the what if series or no, Loki. I think Loki's next after that. And then after that, I think it's What If. And then I know there's a Miss Marvel series. Like, there's a lot coming up. So it's like, this is... I, love, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't know about it until I was actually until I was watching a TikTok that showed this... <laughs> it showed this image yeah. of, like, it was like, oh, this is what we're doing. And I'm like, well, this is what Disney Plus is doing. I'm like, all right, cool. And I, like, paused it really quick. And I was like, all right, okay, cool. Like basically till the end of the year, we should have a Marvel, sh- a new Marvel show every week. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's really crazy. Like we're, we're quote getting back to a, like a once a week viewing because it, then you could really get to appreciate all these episodes. And you know what? I agree. So like, I, I love binging shows, but I kind of miss that whole, we're just going to drop it once a week. Not all at once. Once a week. Make you wait. That way everybody can talk about it. I like that. Maybe I'm old school. I don't know, but I like that. <laughs> it, I miss it. <laughs> there's something about a build to where yes. you don't, I mean, you, you have to wait. So then you get it to where there are these shows on, on our, on YouTube, you get where there's conversations amongst friends. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Did you notice this and all this kind of other stuff? And now like, when you have shows like, like stranger things, like I love stranger things, but when that comes out, it's like, okay, ready, set, and go binge everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you get it to where, like, and, it's, and it's gone. Yeah. 
you get it to where it's like the end of the sh- the episode and you're like, ooh, I really want to watch another one, which it's one thing when let's say you've never watched The Sopranos and that's on Netflix and you're just all you're binging episode after episode after episode. But it's like those have been out like you could take it one week at a time or you could just plow right through it. But when it's something new, adding that little bit of suspense, like the Agatha. Yes. The Agatha reveal might not have been as huge if this was all released at once because people would have got it, you know, within, you know, three hours of the release. Like people had already been known like, all right, boom, it's Agatha. That's what happened with me and Breaking Bad. Once it got to Netflix, I kind of like rushed through it all. And I was like, fuck, it's over. But now I'm like, just now, don't, ha- don't, don't, nobody listen to this. Don't blame me. Don't get mad. But I'm just now really watching Game of Thrones and I am slowly going through it. I want to make sure I catch everything. I'm taking breaks in between each season. Like, I, I really want to, to take this in. I want this to be a slow build for me. Even before Disney Plus started doing it with, uh, with shows. I know a friend of mine who would do it where they would only allow themselves to watch one episode per day of something mm. to real like to find a way to, you know, it's like you're milking it, but you're also getting a little bit more enjoyment out of it. Cause like, you know, like, okay, I gotta, I have to hit stop here. And then I have to anticipate like sitting down to watch it the next day or whenever. Yeah. You know, I think that's next a meeting. good idea. Yeah. And it, it becomes like a, not, I don't want to say a game, but it's just fun. You like, like we mentioned, it's creating anticipation. It's that build. It's like You're adding a whole new element to watching it. It's like, they should just like have all these shows that they only get one episode a week. And then you're, you're, you just want to come back to it the next week and watch all the shows. They should call it cable. I think that'd be a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> cable what's that who is she <laughs> i mean that it, it is kind of what it feels like because it's something that's old that used to be the standard like you know you if you watched i don't know like i, I used to love well, it was still one of my favorite shows but like when it first came out scrubs like i could only watch it once a week mm-hmm. you know and build my own appreciation for it and then you know when obviously especially too i think one of the biggest things it's not just the week to week it's that end of season cliffhanger or moment where you know, like, all right, I now have to wait however long to to watch the new thing. Which, granted, you always get that with all these other shows, but it means more when you get that every single week, too. Yeah. It's just, it's better. And I, I hate to sound so old, but, like, it just is, like, <laughs> man. The way that you, I, you you hit the the nail in the coffin right there with the the end of the season cliffhanger, like the way that I've, I've explained it too, because I think the first show I ever watched on Netflix, like from the beginning, that and like I was just I was catching up to it was Dexter, hands down one of my favorite shows, mm-hmm. and to me, I was explaining to people because I came the question like, would you rather watch week to week with everybody or would you rather binge? And I'm like, binging's fun, but like I like when it, like a show is on TV, like something like Dexter or even like, you know, Game of Thrones, where you're in that week to week discussion with everybody. Right. Because like it is that anticipation of what's next and where the where the season's going to go. Like there's something about and I, I mean, we get that a little bit with professional wrestling, but it's it's obviously something big in TV where you watch these episodes and you're, you're generally trying to figure out what's going to happen next to see where these episodes go. But obviously you're never going to always hit the nail on the head, but you might. 
these writers can really surprise you at the same time. Yep. And you never know when they will. You never know when that spike is coming. Like, I kind of knew that uh, Quicksilver, Pietro, was going to show up. Like, it was going to be the X-Men version. I didn't expect when it was because that that surprised the shit out of me. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> right, because I knew. I think I knew about them buying the rights and stuff, I think. But yeah, you're right. I didn't I didn't think it was going to be here or like, I just, I don't know. I just didn't know. And I honestly kind of forgot, which is even better. Yeah, I had to, I had to kind of explain to my fiance. Like, I, I know she, I think she had seen that, the, that X-Men movie. I can't remember, but she was kind of like, who is that? And then she's like, she said like, oh, he's from this <laughs> other show. And I'm like, that's, that's not that. Like, it's, I explained like, okay, you remember this Quicksilver? Okay. This was the one from Age of Ultron. There's this one. He's from X-Men. That's the deal that's why it's kind of like oh shit he they recast they quote recast pietro and they recast it right i love when they said that oh that was so great they re- she recasted him <laughs> literally hands down one of my favorite characters and actors from this is uh cat deddings i love her so much and like having that <laughs> that darcy character back in the mcu and like the quick wit and everything ah, soon as like she showed up i was like ah oh, this is great man i was not expecting these to be that good i know it's marvel and i know at this point we should just we should just be ready but i just wasn't expecting it i was like tv shows eh. but they so far i love it i mean i was even kind of i was just kind of comparing it to disney like i'm not a star wars person but i know a lot of people that love the mandalorian so i was like all right, right. I was like, in a sense, it's it's, it's going to be made by someone of the same people. You know, the main company overlooking it all is Disney. They're going to they're going to know what to look for. They're going to know how to create this, especially on top of it. The MCU that really hasn't had a bad movie, like even their bad movies aren't that bad. I agree. I agree. Because like even the ones that I that I weren't excited for, like uh, Ant-Man and like Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, eh, I don't want to see those. But when I saw them, I was like, oh, this is good. I, I enjoyed these. So everybody's got, everybody said that about Ant-Man. I think, and I do think Ant-Man was the only one. <laughs> Ant-Man's the only one that I didn't see in the theater, but it was just, I was over the road that summer and I really lucked out on seeing a lot of movies. Actually, I saw Age of Ultron in Texas. I, I was delivering somewhere on a Thursday night a theater literally right down the road yeah. uh, was playing it. They still had tickets. I literally drove my truck to their parking lot yes. and parked it. And I'm like, I'm going to go watch the movie. Hopefully this thing doesn't get towed. <laughs> I'm all for that. Cause me personally, I just love, 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 love going to the movies. It's my thing. It's very therapeutic for me. I, the smell, the atmosphere, all of it. So the fact that you were just on a whim, like, hey, let's boom, let's do this. I love that. I 100% love that. <laughs> Where do you think we're going with the movie theater? Because, like, I love it, too. Like, I I can go when the movie theater was open and the world was normal. I was going mm-hmm. every week or two, like, almost like when there was Cinemia and Movie Pass. I had I had both of them to try to <laughs> go to the movies as much as I can. And now we're to a point where... The the his the the future of the movie industry seems bleak. Like I know people that they yeah. they say it's over, and I'm like, here's how I look at it. There, when COVID hit, there was obviously like any other moment in history, they had a bunch of months scheduled for movies, and I watched as like 
half of them would still get pushed back. And then I would watch as like movies that I don't think were going to be big movie getters were being released digitally or they be, were released how, whatever way, like, right. Like, like on the apps and stuff like that. Yeah. Like Bill and Ted was released and I'm like, well, I was hyped for that movie, but I think with it being the remake that it was not remake, but being like a, a really, a, a sequel, like 30 year, not even 30, but maybe 20 five years in the making or 20 or however many, uh, not 20, but like closer to 30. I was like, yeah, that probably won't do as good, but ghostbusters, they keep pushing it back. Black widow. They keep pushing it back. James Bond. They keep pushing yep. it back. And I'm Candyman. like, man. Oh yeah. Actually I got, I, I think I told him. Yeah. I told Jesse, like I just found Candyman on VHS and I want to watch it like the original. <laughs> on VHS. Only. Fuck. Yeah. They keep, but you're right. They keep pushing it back. I, 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 I will admit I'm a little worried. Uh, every time that I can have an opportunity to go, I go. Um, I just saw Judas and the Black Messiah in theaters. I know it came out on HBO, and I do have an HBO subscription. Uh, but like I said, I just love the movies. And if I really want to see it, I prefer to see it in that environment. I think the last movie I went to go see in the theater was uh, very close to a year ago. I can't remember if it was the last weekend of February or this weekend a year ago. And that was uh, the invisible man, which I love the original, like the universal monster. And I thought the, this remake was a reboot basically was really good too. And I, yeah, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It was, I've been wanting them to reboot the original universal monsters somehow. Rewatching those original movies, they those were made in a time where genuinely movies were basically plays, just on a bigger stage where you can do and you can do like certain special effects a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So those all made sense, and a lot of those too. I want to say the premises are in like the late eighteen hundreds. So at that time, it's crazy to think about that was like forty or fifty years in the past. And to tr- you, if you were going to make one like that now, it either has to be modern or you have to go very simplistic. So doing this with the Invisible Man, making it like a little bit futuristic, but not taking like this really huge sh- leap. Yeah, huge. Or hey, like it has to be like really scary and over the top, like, yeah. like Dracula and the Mummy, where they have like they do all these like big blockbuster things like no. The Invisible Man was perfect for it, and I loved it. And I know people who hated it, but I'm like, it's great. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I got one friend in particular Idiots. that downright hates it, but <laughs> that's crazy. I I thought it was really good. And since then, like obviously with theaters being like closed for the most part or being like limited capacity, right. I I just haven't been able to go. But the cool thing is, like in in this area, I don't know how many of them are in or in Atlanta, but we have a decent amount of drive-in movies. And I forget at what point in the summer they were just like, all right, you know, we're going to open up because like we can still operate because you're in your car. So right. they, they played a lot of older movies. And I have Same a, here. I have a nostalgia for that. Like I know 4th of July weekend, they played Ghostbusters. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. And <laughs> to like watch it like, like that was really cool. They did this one other one where it was evil dead one and two back to back. And I thought that was really cool. And I'm like, we need to get more of this because this is just so much fun. <laughs> there was a spike here 
for the drive-in theaters. I don't know if it's still as popular as it was maybe like last year in the summer for you know obvious reasons. But yeah, I, I will have to check in on that. I don't know because I know AMC kind of opened back up, but every time I go, it's very bleak. Nobody's really there, obviously. So I need to see if they're at the drive-in instead. Yeah, we have we don't have many AMC's in this area. We have Regals, which I think most of the Regals in my area are closed. But mm-hmm. the Cinemark theaters are open, but like they are definitely a limited capacity. And the fact of even if this was a normal year, January and February and most of March are kind of like the worst time for movies because you either get some like a lot of really bad movies or you you get a movie like for for my opinion like invisible man that said we're gonna put out this movie when like less people are going and like less really great movies are coming out and like we'll stand out and i think they did but they that movie could have easily went out in you know the, the summer months or the the winter months when a lot of people are going like with christmas and thanksgiving i agree i think it was that good to be honest Fatal, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, but Fatal was pretty good too. I, I love movies that have a low budget, and you can tell they have a low budget, but they make the most of it. Like it's it's still really good, and they're working with what they got. One of my favorite things to do with movies, and I've only done it a handful of times, where I would go in without seeing a trailer, because as much as I love movie trailers. Sometimes they can ruin certain plot points or they can ruin just certain aspects of the movie. So if you genuinely walk in, not a hundred percent knowing what you're going to see, you might really, really love that movie. And I've had, so I've had, I did that yes. for two movies and I did that. Which one, which one were they? I can't remember the one. And I'm, tr- uh, the other one was the box. The box. I don't think I, oh, the box God, that movie's been 12 I'm getting years. confused with a Netflix movie. Yeah, it, uh, I'm trying to remember who was in that one. I want to say Cameron Diaz is. And that's like a horror movie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I um recently, uh, that just happened to me recently, actually, a few months ago. Uh, I knew of the movie, but I hadn't seen any previews. I just knew Russell Crowe was in it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to see it. It was unhinged. And man... I was not ready for how good that movie was. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away, but I didn't see any type of trailer and I walked in. It was very intense. Uh, once it gets going, it's not stopped and it's very suspenseful. So definitely check it out if you're listening and you haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil anything. One thing I want to get into that I've heard you talk about before, but I don't, I don't know if you really went in depth on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, how much acting did you do in like uh, school? Like, I know you you were part of you know theater or drama club, whatever it was exactly called for you. But like, what was your experience right. with like any type of acting? So I was in a few plays, nothing major. Like, uh, like somebody who's like taking like this is their life. It wasn't that much, obviously. But I think the biggest thing I did was the August Wilson monologue competition. Um, and I got uh, honorable mention and I was able to move on to the next round and stuff like that. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, we had a little small performances here and there to where as a child, I was able to, to get comfortable in front of a crowd and performing and knowing, you know, Hey, we're about to go on, you're on deck. Boom. Like it sounds pretty simple, but just like getting used to that 
to those motions. So, uh, one to ten, I'd say about uh, six. I think that's fair. We'll we'll give it a six. <laughs> that's how much theory if I had to grade it. <laughs> well, I know for me, I was I was in middle school. And like one of my first real exposures to something, even something close to that was like we did talent shows and we did it my sixth grade year and my eighth grade year, my sixth grade year, me and uh, my friends, because it was really big at that time. So I, I wanted to do this was like we did our own version of whose line is it anyway? And like we genuinely kind of did improv it. Nice. It it wasn't as great because we were in sixth grade and this was one of those things that right. we had like talent show practices and it's like literally we I'll maybe I'll come up with the same games but like I'll try to like I want to try to mix it up for everybody because I thought I thought that was fun two two years later in eighth grade I was like all right uh me and my friend we wrote uh a game show and it was called celebrity smarts and like we tried to get friends to do like certain impressions of different actors and like it I'll just say like it didn't turn out as well as we wrote it because like some people when they got on stage they didn't want to do the impressions well or they wanted to do something else and dad yeah, I mean again middle school <laughs> and then when I when I was in middle school someone like uh, a friend of my family she was in a senior in high school and she got into drama club so I got drugged to one of her plays and it was Anne of Green Gables which is a pretty popular like book and uh, play and Mm-hmm. I watched it. I was like, yeah, this, this is kind of okay. Like, I, I get it. Like, I just, I just couldn't get into it because of the serious play. But the, the play that they did later in that year that she was in, I forget exactly what it was, but it was a little bit more of a comedy. And I fell in love. And I said, that's what I want to do. When I get in high school the next year, I want to do this. So when I, yes. hit, when I hit my freshman year, I joined Drama Club. I was in eight productions which is the, the pretty much maximum amount. And I also did a quote bonus play for the bicentennial of my town where our drama club teacher like handpicked people during the summer, called them and had them uh, or had us practice this play. So I got to, like I said, be in this bonus thing, but it was something that I love doing. I love making people laugh. That was definitely more me. I was less serious stuff because I was the kind of person I would read a script and go the night of the play. I'm going to say these lines. And I'm going to add stuff to it because I know it's going to get a good laugh. And I mean, sometimes I got in trouble for it. <laughs> like I came up with a couple. Oh, so you were like the real deal with this. Like you, you were like gung ho. Oh, dude, I love like like to me, that's my favorite part of wrestling is like a lot of the, the promos and like a little bit of the yes. acting. Like I'm not big on the moves, but like storylines and everything. Like I love that aspect of it. So, yeah, like I mean, yeah, we're on the same page. That's what made me fall in love with it. Yes. So, um, and I was the kind of person in, I was, I was given a gifted screening when I was in, I think my junior year, but I had to memorize a monologue and I, I was working and I just never got around to doing it. So like, I really bombed that whole thing. Like, I think I could have went a little bit further. Like I just, like I said, I just loved making, making people laugh and just having fun like that. Like my, one of my greatest accomplishments and it's not, it's not huge, but we did this one little uh, bit in a play. It was one of those ones, like uh, shows that we did. Like sometimes they were they were ensembles where they were just a bunch of like little sketches, like thrown like together, almost like maybe like you're watching Saturday Night Live. But we had one. Okay. We had one where I had to play uh, 
the mother of the bride. So, and everything I was doing was like pantomime. And I like, I walk up to this like food table and I'm like, I'm starting to eat everything. And like, someone's like narrating everything that I'm doing. And I had a bunch of people when they would, they saw me when they left. And like, these were complete strangers because we had like all the, we had it to where all the cast was lined up at the exit. And, you know, you would say like, good show, good show, or blah, blah, whatever. So many people came up to me and like, you reminded me of Chris Farley. And I was just like, you have no idea how much that means to me because that's, <laughs> that was my idol. And it's little moments like that. So I, I 100% understand where you're coming from. And I definitely think you shouldn't downplay it. And that is a big moment for you. I mean, like what because, I mean, it's a big moment, but it's not like, oh, I got like this big, huge moment. But like, definitely like if I like moments that stand out, like that's something. And I was never coached like do it like Chris Farley. It was just I was just genuinely acting. I love it. I, I call it a big moment because <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know if one, if it, all it takes is one, if one person says, Hey, AC Mac, you remind me of the rock. I, that's a W in my book. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm taking it. <laughs> so I get it. So it was like the acting, like, like some of those moments, like really shifted you into wrestling. Um, not directly or not on purpose, I should say. It just, it just so happens that it, it helps tremendously when you're going over into wrestling, uh, doing theater, uh, being a radio personality in college, uh, performing monologues, like all of these things just, just helped me. And I just wasn't expecting that. I, I, I didn't do any of that on purpose. It was just all of these things that I liked to do and I wanted to kind of get involved in and it turns out that they all help my ultimate goal um it's really poetic honestly how all that kind of came together i think it's crazy when you think about it because a lot of people think of like all these different ways like you can get into wrestling whether it be actually you know doing the the amateur wrestling or whether you maybe go like a martial arts route or in the obviously a lot of sports background in general but you know having like those type of moments or having Going into acting, going into drama, whatever it is, it's definitely something I wish a lot more wrestlers had that opportunity with because it's it's definitely going to help you, especially, too, when uh, you basically play. I would say it almost seems like you're basically playing an improv game when you're saying, hey, cut a promo to the camera. Like you don't have a script. Like, shoot, come, yes. up, come up with something. So much so, you're, you're so on point that even at the AIW tryout, there was, there was a section for improv. Yeah, yeah, we worked on promos, but there was a drill where you, you're just improving and you have to pick up on the next on the next topic. It is important. I always tell people, anytime they ask me, I'm trying to get into wrestling, what do I need to do? I always tell them, before you take any bump at all, take a drama class, take a theater class. You, you, you know, you, you need to, to be able to show ass, as they say. <laughs> Put yourself out there, perform these many different elements. It's only going to help. It's only going to help because at the end of the day, that's what's, that's what's selling the tickets, to be honest. So that's, that's always my recommendation. Was that taught by Magnum CK? Was that what now? I said, was that taught by Magnum CK? What do you mean? The, uh, the wrestler that, uh, for the AIW tryout. Oh, um, yes, actually. Yes. It was. <laughs> yes. 
I'm sorry, you threw me for a loop. I'm like, what's happening? But yes, you're right. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it makes sense for me, but I guess like Magnum, he didn't get down south too too often. I think he he's definitely like Ohio guy. But the fact of I know he has acting background, like genuine acting background. He was supposed to make his debut at an Absolution, but he was part of a, a show, like an actual like drama show or that that or whatever. Maybe that paid him. So he mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't go. So that's obviously like some of his background. You actually, you want to talk about somebody? I would love to. I've always wanted to see in Southern Underground Pro is Magnum CK. One of the things that he used to do, like he kind of had, he kind of had a gimmick where he had um, a robe very similar to Macho Man, and he'd walk through the crowd okay. or he'd walk out the entranceway with his arms spread wide, and he would go around the outside of the ring, and if your hand was or your head was in the way of his hand, he would just hit you. Just just keep going. And it turned, it ended up morphed into a thing where if you had a hat on, he would throw it. And I always, I always imagine, (laughs) I always imagine Magnum in that setting of Southern Underground Pro and doing that because I think they would like that crowd would eat it up and love it. I 100% agree, and now I want to see it. <laughs> now we have to make that happen. <laughs> well, we got to hope that he gets cleared for wrestling again, because that's something that I would actually, I would pay to get him down there. Like, I would pay the trans, I would, I'd help pay the booking. <laughs> yes. I don't even know if he has to even be in a match. Just come out, do that, leave. I'll be happy. Yes, honestly, that alone right there would be enough for me. All right. One thing I want to get into before we uh, start to wrap things up with the Fade Five questions, and it's something we've done here this whole month with, with it being Black History Month, and mm-hmm. the, the question is, and it's kind of like it's open to you. I I have nothing I can add to it, but are there any type of struggles that you have had, like within your life or within you know the wrestling business, because you're a, you're a black wrestler? Um. Yes. So. And sadly, it's like a struggle within the community. Um, it's getting better now, but I, just coming up, it, it was always just kind of understood that black people just didn't watch wrestling. Um, if you were going to watch any type of sport or any type of uh, form of entertainment, it was either basketball, football, reality shows, um, you know, anything that kind of sadly just put us in a negative light. Uh, wrestling was a little different. Uh, there weren't as many uh, black wrestlers back then, but it was still something that I kind of just gravitated towards and it was never really considered cool. Um, and I, I like to think that now we're, we're changing that, um, on both ends for the fans watching and for the companies that are running the show, uh, to let them know that there's a lane for us. You know what I'm saying? Like they're there. If you put this black guy <laughs> in a, in a good position, or if you book him strong, there are supporters that will tune in. There is a demographic that actually will watch. So, and I, I think we're slowly proving that now um, with so, so many independent wrestlers uh, that are people of color and are shining bright. I'm very, very excited for the future. So that's, that's pretty much the main struggle I would say. I think one thing that I'm happy we're seeing more and more and, you know, we, you know, we got shows like, you know, for the culture and Effie's big gay brunch where we're starting to give wrestlers more 
or give give fans more representation and like being able to show like be comfortable in your own skin like this doesn't yeah. this doesn't have to be you know a, a a pure cis white society because there are people that that are that are different and to have like like for the culture and everything that has gone on with that and even too that i mean it's not necessarily part of the collective but uh black wrestlers matter and i know there's like a big push to have as many black wrestlers on like the next black wrestlers matter show right and i'm like i'm 100 percent for that because i i generally don't think we we see enough representation and like i know a lot of people that complain about some of the representation and if you even flip it with the lgbtq community because i think that's obviously i mean something that that you're a part of to where right. I know there is a, like a struggle of representation and if if you just have somebody out there no matter where they fall and they can just point to a wrestler like you or a wrestler like effie or you know any type of wrestler like that and say like i identify with them i love them i see a piece of me in them right that does wonders yeah because yeah, I mean, th- this business isn't all about hulk hogan anymore <laughs> yes it is not and that's all i'll say on that <laughs> i mean that might not have been the, that wasn't the right example i will admit but i was just i was going more like in the 80s or like that era no i understand yeah i just didn't want to say anything to get me in trouble but yes that's all i'll say it is not hulk hogan it's it's so much more uh and i said this last week uh we're not trying to take away anything we're not trying to make it all anything we're just trying to add to what we already love it, it can be so much more diverse than it already is whether it's sexuality skin tone storylines story arcs matches just we just want to add to it let's make this bigger let's make this more than what it already is let's grow i think like it's crazy to where we are with wrestling because i know i had a friend years ago his his big idea for a storyline was to have what he, he called the homosexual hero, have somebody in WWE and like he p- pitched this as a storyline, like someone to just come out like saying they're gay and they should, they should like, like be this big hero. And even like, I kind of like stepped back like after years of him saying, and I was like, well, how about we just get somebody who is gay, lesbian, whatever, like, like actually fits that. And then, and then you make them that person because like, right. I, I've, I've heard a lot of people complain about like, well, I'm getting representation here, but like, they're not actually gay. Like I, you know, I get that with movies and everything. So it's like, well, like, yeah, we, we would get that in wrestling too. So let's take somebody like, if like, if that was your whole storyline, but I mean, that was before Effie was a thing. So when Effie became a thing, I kind of looked at my friend and like, yeah, we have him. His name's Effie. Boom. <laughs> yes. And I love Effie so much. <laughs> Like, I don't know, I don't know if he'll ever get signed, but he's a dude that, I mean, I got a love, a lot of love and respect for. And like a dude that I've listened to a good amount of his interviews and he is amazing. Um, yes. Just, he, he has an amazing mind for the business. It's really mm-hmm. wild. It's <laughs> amazing mind for the business. Amazing, like conversationalist. Like I've just heard him just talk and talk and talk and like that in a good way. Cause I know a lot of people will take that as as a bad thing as someone who talks too much, but like, no, someone who's just very fluent. If I'm going to compare it to anybody, there's one man I have heard speak and he, he speaks music and that's Jimmy Jacobs. Mm, okay. Damn. I like that. 
And I, I, I've met Jimmy a few times. I've, I've interacted with him a few times, I should say. Um, it's, it's, it's been, it's been very limited, but enough to where I can, I can see that comparison. And I'm like, yeah, I fucks with that. I, that makes sense. I know we have that same passion too, honestly. I know we had, we had earlier in this month when I had uh, Jocelyn Navarro on, she brought up a, her point of view on like the black wrestling community. And she described it as no matter if you've been in the same locker room as them or not, or whether it's been a long time, there's just, there's something about it where you click and it could be like a lot of, you know, the experiences that you have shared because of the color of your skin, but there's just something about it that can't be matched. And I, and I think I brought that up to Jackson Stone and he, he, he agreed to it too, to just, there's just something about it. And I, I can't remember if someone said it was kind of like, you know, it's like a, it's like a barbecue. You're all, y'all showed up and you know, there was just something about it where your family. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I agree with that too. Uh, I think the barbecue is a good, is a good uh, comparison. Uh, you just know, it's kind of like the, the knot, the head knot we do or the dap we do. You just, you know, even if you don't know them, you know, and that's honestly, that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. And then that, that, uh, OWA show too was, was all black talent. So I thought, I thought that was really, really cool. Without even like making it, at least, at least I didn't know ahead of time or I didn't see them saying, Hey, you know, this is, this is an all black show. It just kind of happened that way. I, as far to my knowledge, I started seeing all the announcements and I was like, wait a minute, is this, are we doing, <laughs> I, I just didn't know. And I knew the name, but I just didn't associate it with, with them at the time. I don't know. I just, it kind of snuck up on me, which I prefer anyway. Yeah. I just didn't know. It still kind of blows my mind. Yeah. And definitely when you see shows like, like that and all the other ones I mentioned, it it goes to show you, I think of like how much really good black talent is out there. Oh, so many, so many. And a lot of them are on my list for this year. I can't wait. One of them, uh, I just got confirmation today that I'm going to be working on in a uh, Germania week. Can't disclose it yet, but man, it's going to be good. I'm excited. Today was a good day. We had a lot of confirmations today, actually. Today was a good day. Getting closer and closer to mania. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, you know, we got we have to be safe. I get all that, but we're just ready to get out there, man. We're ready to show the world what we can do. Um, we're tired of sitting around. We're going to be safe. We're going to be safe, but we need to have these shows. I'm ready. All right. Let's start to wrap this show up and get into the fave five questions. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the Fave Five Questions. Now, can you dig it? All right. <laughs> I love Booker T so much. I'm sorry. I just, I'm over here popping so hard. <laughs> and I, I, that's an actual soundbite I got from him. Like, it's not like I ripped that off the internet. That's oh, an, excuse me. Yes. That's an actual soundbite. Even he, better. When he came to uh, AIW. <laughs> I love it. All right, question number one. Um, let's go with this is a newer one. I asked it for the first time last week. Let's ask it again. Oreos or Chips Ahoy? Oreos. Do you have a particular like favorite Oreo? Because there's a bunch. 
So I don't know if they've done this together, but I love Double Stuff and I love Mint. Everybody gets on me about loving Mint, but it's I love it. It's great. I'm not. And a, it's all, I'm not a huge fan of the the Mint, but I will say this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hold on. I said I'm not a huge fan. Like I don't hate it. <laughs> I to me though, it tastes exactly like, and this is a compliment. Girl Scout cookies, Thin Mints. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's kind of like that's a huge compliment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if if it's not uh, Girl Scout cookie season, like that's like a perfect you know substitute. Like I'm going to go get me some more mint Oreos. For for me though, like I'm a double stuff mega stuff person. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I I feel you on that. Yes. There's something about like a regular Oreo, nothing like fancy or like because I'm considering. The mega, the mega stuff, double stuff like that. Nothing fancy, as in that's not like a fancy flavor. Dipping those in milk, just oh, just sometimes when that that cookie gets so so soft and you bite into it, and it's just it's per. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the description. Oh, but I'll I'll say this. you were ready. You had ammo for this question. You were ready <laughs> because I come up with good questions like that to where I I have reasons behind it. But then again. I don't know. Sometimes I'll get into a, you know, a chips ahoy mood where like I'll take the cookie and I'll, I'll dunk it. There should be something about that chocolate chip cookie. That's satisfying. But right now I'm an Oreo. I wish I have, I think the only Oreos we have in, in, in the house right now are the lady Gaga Oreos. That's it. But we just had like I, all the flavored ones recently. So th- I had those for the first time at the action show, the lady Gaga Oreos. Yeah. And that's when I lost my title. So I'm gonna, <laughs> blame, I'm gonna blame her and never have those again. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we'll we'll tag it up to that. All right, question number two. That's another popular one, I, and I do love it. Favorite flavor of pop tarts? Ooh, uh, oh. I know what it looks like. I don't remember the. I don't know. I, I'll just say cinnamon. Oh, the uh, brown sugar cinnamon. Yeah, I'll just go with that. It's, and I'm only going with that because I can't think of the name. It's like a blue and purple kind of pop tart, but I don't know what flavor it was. I just remember the color. A blue and purple. So I'll just say cinnamon. Yeah, it's like it was purple with like the blue outline. The I one that remember. I'm thinking. Are you thinking like the wild berry? Maybe that sounds familiar. Yeah, probably the wild berry. But to be fair, like pop tarts, like anyone you give me or put in front of me, I'll eat it. <laughs> is it like the icing is purple and there's like a blue squiggly on it? Yes, that is that is, is that wild berry. That is I googled it really quick, but the one in my head, like as soon as you say blue and purple, like that's the only one that comes up. There was there is a beer company in maryland that briefly did a wild berry pop tart beer and i did not get my hands on it i wanted to try it just because i'm like this sounds interesting yeah i'm not even a beer person but i would definitely try that yes so wild berry i think that's the official answer yeah it's well wild berry is a good one i think it's it's one of the rare rare answers i get on here all right question number three um i'm gonna ask this only because of where you're from, I know. I think I know what you're gonna say, but I could be wrong because people have surprised me. Uh, Pepsi or Coke? Oh, Coke. Okay. What? <laughs> I'm, I don't. Now listen, I actually don't hate Pepsi. I don't. 
But if you if I have to choose, definitely Coke. It's it's sweeter. Yeah, it's so much better. <laughs> like right now, I love the the Coke energy drink. I love the Coke coffee. Like the vanilla one is like hands down so much better than the other two. Like yeah, it tastes like a vanilla Coke with a little bit of coffee. And like it's like this. I actually just tried the the Coke coffee maybe what a week or two ago. I like it. It's really nice. It's smooth. Yeah. Do you remember? Which this was like the early two thousands when there was Coke Black, and it was like no. it was like uh, and it was spelled B L A K, and it was like a Coke coffee hybrid. The dark roast kind of tastes what I remember Coke Black tasting like. And then, like I said, the vanilla blend tastes like vanilla Coke with a little bit of coffee. And like, it's like, to me, it's perfect. And then like, I can't put my finger on the caramel. Like it's okay, but, oh, the vanilla is so good. Hmm. No, I I don't even think I've ever heard of that actually. Yeah. It was like, I'm upset. Yeah. It was like the early two thousands. I think it lasted a handful of years and it, it eventually was one of those things. Like it came out, like maybe a lot of people bought it and then. Just people stop buying it. Like a spy remix that just went away. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the last one I remember, I remember the LeBron remix. That one was really good. I need to bring all that back. Please, please. My favorite of any pop soda, whatever you want to call it, that I wish they would bring back, and it's a, it's a Pepsi brand. It's Josta. It came out the same time as Surge, but Surge was like more popular because it was like a bigger version of Mountain Dew. But Josta was kind of like the first energy drink because it had ginseng in it and all this kind of stuff. But that was before they learned to market stuff as energy drinks. Right. Hmm. I don't know those. Yeah, that was I mean, that's like like I know you're younger than me, but that's like late 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely would never remember it then. All right. Question number four. Let's go with what is your favorite video game console? Video game console. Uh, PlayStation 2. That's kind of to go with the PlayStation 2. I feel like that's like a really solid answer because, yeah, like it depends on how you look at it. I mean, you have like the vast library of PlayStation 2. But then you also have, if you want to count it, but that's to each their own, like you could still play PlayStation one games on it. So it was kind of like it doubled your like library, but also like that era of like just PlayStation two is, is pretty iconic. I feel like that's when video games hit this like other really big level. Yeah. And it's nostalgic for me. I, that Like that is my childhood. Most of my favorite games are on that. The death jam. So here comes the pain. They're all on PS2. Didn't too much care for the memory card and having to deal with all that, but the console itself, that'd probably have to be my favorite. The story that I think I've told before, there's the fact of whatever uh, wrestling game I had, it was like maybe it was Know Your Role or whatever one. I think it was the first one for PS2 that they had out. Back when I got my PS2, that was when it was very difficult to find a memory card because I mean, they, they just they kept selling out. 
So I had to buy a uh, off-brand memory card, and it wasn't just like a simple like plug it in and boom, there's your memory card. You had to use a CD first. Well, when I had whatever PlayStation game I had or PlayStation Two game, I got so much done, and I just you know kept my PlayStation Two going, like playing, turn yeah, her on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I got that memory. Yes. I got that memory card, and it was like I have to turn this thing off and lose everything just to get this memory card to work. And I was so and devastated. Yeah. Yep. That is, so I had that same experience with the first Death Jam Vendetta uh, with me and one of my elementary school friends. Uh, every weekend, basically, we, we didn't have a memory card, so we would have to beat the game every weekend just to be able to play with our favorite rappers. So I definitely know the struggle. And on top of that, as we're filming this on a Monday, yesterday was Elimination Chamber. Uh, I was watching it with Alan Angels and a few other people, and we found his old PS2, and we played the first Impact game, uh, TNA game, uh, after the chamber. So that was cool, right there on the PlayStation 2. I forgot about that game, and not the, I think it was like the beginning of last year, or maybe it was the year before that. I got a PS2, or re-got a PS2, mm-hmm. and, I, and I've been debating on, like, games either I should revisit or games that like I never played and just play them now. And the TNA games, one of them. You should play it. It was, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be because we played SmackDown versus raw first. And then we went over to, to TNA and I gotta say TNA was a better game, limited roster, but the mechanics flowed a lot better. When I get a, ch- when I get a chance to go out and, uh, pick some ps2 games up i might pick that one up that one i gotta pick up just after my conversation with jackson stone last week scarface on ps2 and mm-hmm. i never played and like people think i'm crazy just because I, I didn't have a ps2 for very long that's a story for a different day people have heard this heard this podcast <laughs> have heard me talk about it where i got it i basically got it stolen but basically i oh. missed i missed out on so many games one of them is a classic to a lot of people, but San Andreas. I never played San Andreas. What? Yeah, because I didn't have a PlayStation 2. I mean, granted, because uh, at that time, I was in like my high school age. I knew people that had it. I know I watched a, like a handful of my friends play it, but I never played it. I never owned it. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's. Do you at least play Grand Theft Auto 5 now? Ah. Uh, or... I haven't been playing. Well, it's been out for so long, so I guess at all, I should say. The last Grand Theft Auto I had was four, and I bought. I, granted, I bought Grand Theft Auto four like when Grand Theft Auto five came out, only because like I think on the Xbox Marketplace it was literally ten bucks, and I'm like, oh shit. Ah, uh, that makes sense. I'm like, I'm gonna jump on this really, really quick because it's only ten bucks, and I can just download right, it. Why but, not? But uh, I loved uh, Saints Row two when I had that game, which is mm. similar. Yes. And then the first one has so many memories. It just, the first one reminds me of my brother. Um, and he's still here. You know, we, we're still cool or whatever, but just like, I can see that game. It'll just make me call him up and just be like, Hey, I ain't want nothing. I just want to see what you was up to. It just reminds <laughs> me. We just played that demo <laughs> on the Xbox so much or Xbox 360. I think it was, I don't know, but the first Saints Row, man, we got some memories on that one. <laughs> When it comes to PlayStation 2, like I, you, you talk about demos, there was one game that I had the demo for, and it was like, well, I think one of those things, like I had the first level 
of the actual game and I just played the shit out of it and it was a uh, spy hunter. I loved that demo and actually I keep th- I think about it every so long. I'm like, I should just buy that game and play it for real because I, I never got that opportunity. <laughs> yes, buy the game, buy that and San Andreas and the TNA game. Wow, you got some homework, bro. Luckily, there's a, a secondhand store not too far from me that I can go check yeah. on. Like I can I could go to that store and buy Nintendo games right now if I wanted. <laughs> All right, uh, question number five. It's one of my favorites. Wings, bone in or out? Oh, bone in. Okay. Bone in, yeah, yeah. No chicken nuggets over here. <laughs> <laughs> bone in. And, that, and I'm glad you asked that because being from Atlanta, wings are such a huge thing here. Uh, if you if you don't love lemon pepper wings, it's just not from here. That's just that's just how it goes. You can get teriyaki if you want, or you can get hop if you want, but like you gotta put the lemon pepper sprinkles on them. That's just how it goes. I need to have yes. I need oh, to have yes. me some more lemon pepper because the only place I really had lemon pepper that I could think of was Wingstop, and I thought it was okay. My only issue with lemon pepper wings is I really enjoy like a saucy wing and lemon pepper. I mean, it's not a sauce, so it really throw, throws me off. But I, I do I do enjoy lemon pepper. The So if you get them wet, it throws you off? Is that what you're saying? No, no. If Because, uh, I mean, I've never had a wet uh, lemon pepper because it's normally more like a kind of like a dry rub. Oh, oh we got to get you down here, bro. <laughs> we got <laughs> to get you down here. <laughs> It's like a whole thing. Lemon pepper wet. Yes. With the sauce on the fries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like Wingstop. A lot of people down here don't like it. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're more of an American Deli kind of people, but American Deli wings are small. And I'm not with that. I'm not going to pay you 12 bucks to give me 10 small wings. No. I mean, what? We uh, j- I feel like we just got Wingstop in this area not too long ago because I know people like, you know, from further south, just raved about him. For me, though, <laughs> I'm a I'm a Quaker steak guy, but I know Quaker steak isn't everywhere. Yeah, I was just about to say I don't think I've ever heard of them. Yeah, Quaker steak and lube. It's uh, originated in Western Pennsylvania, and obviously, because we're so close to Western Pennsylvania, we have a, a lot in this area. But they have they're in other places, but they're it's rare. Like I know there's one. Ironically enough, there's one at a truck stop, I think in the Carolinas. I just can't remember where. Because I remember when I passed it, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, they got one here at a truck stop. I'll, I kind of want to stop in there, but why would I just do that when I can stop at home? But yeah, they're. I'm, I'm going to have to keep that in mind. I'm going to have to try that. I've never heard of that. Uh, if you ever get booked for OWA again, there's definitely uh-huh. at least one in Columbus. Okay. I'm always down to try some new wings. Always down. What's your favorite wing sauce? So, I'm going to just say teriyaki. I know that's real basic, but like, it's so good. Like, it, I've had a uh, garlic parmesan. I've had, I've had it all, but like, fuck, man, you just can't beat teriyaki. I'm sorry. Teriyaki's a good one. I'm a, I'm a barbecue fan, but it also depends on mm. where. But... I haven't never really had a bad teriyaki. I've never never had a bad um, honey mustard. Never had a bad mild because I I always I've even told people before. To me, a mild sauce is like a baseline. 
of how yeah. of how good you are because if you fuck up mile i don't trust you <laughs> that that's fair that's fair and down here it's it's there's always a mix you don't really just get one you know you'll yeah. get teriyaki with something or you get honey mustard with something so that it's all it's harder because of that too all right and uh question number six which i oh i get a six question yep for those of you who don't know i didn't know if i was gonna get six or not i was hoping i did everybody gets a six i just don't know exactly know what it is sometimes at the beginning Uh, for you i didn't but you kind of mentioned something i was like all right let's get back to that uh who's on your list to wrestle this year oh see i I don't want to answer that not to be a dick but like uh, oh um I'll, i'll give you this he just got signed so it's it's gonna be impossible for now uh christian casanova oh okay he was somebody that i really 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 wanted to work he's really good uh he's really close with my friend austin theory uh they've had bangers i've seen him have bangers and i feel like we would have good chemistry and i'm really interested uh to see how his rhythm is i know that sounds weird but i'm a rhythm guy uh pay attention to that so he, he's one of them. I try to keep those things close to my vest, but since he got signed and it probably won't happen right now, I'll say him, Christian Casanova. So that's the only taste we're going to get is just one person. Like, ah, um, well, we talked about him earlier. So Nick Gage, Nick Gage is definitely on the list. Uh, he's been on the list for a minute. I want to work him. So any, any bookers or promoters that are watching this, Definitely Nick Gage. I need to. I don't know where he's at with his recovery. I don't know how he is, but yeah, because he's. I feel like he's kind of had a low profile. Like he'll do, you know, cameos here and there, but obviously, like he hasn't done anything wrestling wise. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but whoever's listening, that's what I want. Well, what a what a fucking story, Jesus Christ! But yes, that. But yes, that's all you get. <laughs> I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send a text to Southern Underground Pro right now that says Nick Gage versus. Uh, AC Mac, please, <laughs> please, God, that that would be so easy. Like what? Nick Gage against AC Mac? That writes itself. Or uh, let's do this scenario: uh, Brett Eisen and Nick Gage versus AC Mac, and your choice. My choice. Yeah. Ooh, uh, oh, you put me on the spot. Okay, okay. Brett Eisen, Nick Gage against me, Effie. Let's run it. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm here Let's for that. Let's run it with Effie. We going in. Let's go. I'm fucking here for that. For some reason, like the first person I thought of was O'Shea Edwards. I'm like, AC Mack and O'Shea Edwards. Actually, that'd be a fucking crazy tag team. Then you said Effie. I'm like, all right, nope, we're going that way. That's fine. And to be, to be honest, I have team with O'Shea in the middle of nowhere, the boondocks, a uh, long time ago, just we were both just kind of trying to get our names out there and just kind of grinding. But we have seen together. I love O'Shea. Uh, he was he moved up to Maryland, but he's from down here. So I'd be down for that, too. But the first thing that came to mind was Effie. I was like, this match is going to be wild. Yeah, moved up to Maryland. And now I think he lives in Pennsylvania. Yes, I think so. Uh, don't quote me. Probably. I think so. I'm, I'm, he's, I'm, he's up there. Yeah, I'm fairly sure he is because when uh, the news 
broke that, or he announced that he was moving to Pennsylvania. I was like, great, you're closer to Ohio, closer to uh, pr- promotions, closer to me, so I can see you here. I want to yes. see this. And if you can, definitely go see him. O'Shea's the man. Uh, when, whenever I was down there for I Am King, I got a great face-to-face interview with him, and I didn't meet him face-to-face until literally we both like pulled in the parking lot roughly the same time. And when I say like him and I hit it off, like we we had so much fun in that interview. And I, I, love <laughs> I that believe dude. it, actually. That makes sense. After speaking with you and then knowing O'Shea, that makes sense. I like that. I've been I've been a dude just pump pumping him up and just anytime like I can promote help promote him, I'm all about. It. And then him getting the get to work with Ring of Honor, I'm just like like that's a dude who has been working and deserves yes. every every bit of uh, attention that he's getting and I he deserves more at the same time. Yes. And I love I love that his social media and his promos are always like it's kind of like forcing you to take notice. Mm-hmm. Like yeah 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 I I know you like them over there but I'm I'm here right now and you will pay attention. I love that attitude. I love it. All right man, any uh final thoughts or last minute words before we go? Um Follow me, AC Mac, on everything. Uh, I have a Pro Wrestling Tees and What a Maneuver shirts there. They are available. Um, l- look out for me, Mania Week. Uh, I lost my last baby, my last championship, but I promise you, I promise you, you can't keep gold off me for long. I am the title snatcher, so just be on the lookout. I'm excited. I got a lot of confirmations today. Uh, about some future dates, future events. I'm um, just excited to get everything open again, and yeah, just keep following me. When you, when are you gonna post more on your TikTok? Ooh, I feel like an old man when I'm on TikTok. I don't post. That's like a I, I join that to to laugh at everything else. <laughs> I I okay so let's let's do this then that's a goal of mine in 2021. Okay. I want to post more on TikTok. You heard it here. <laughs> there there's something with like independent wrestling and TikTok like a lot of the bigger names that I know don't have much of a following but there there's honestly some independent wrestlers on TikTok that have a ton of followers and I have never yes. I have never fucking heard of them. <laughs> and like it's- they're from it's like a different world. It's it's man. Yeah. And uh, but you're right, one hundred percent. I've seen it. I'm like, who are you? What? And then like you get the fact of just trying to like I mean get traction. Like I think right now I have like eight thousand followers, but you know, there's people out there that like they talk a lot of WWE and they might have like twenty thousand. And I'm like, Yeah, that's great and all, but I wanna tell you because I've done it, like I've done videos, like I wanna tell you about Danhausen. I want to tell you about Effie. I want to tell you about Alley Cat. Like people that you're eventually going to go. Oh man, they're they're really cool. Where have they been? Oh, I want I want to tell you about Warhorse. Before you know, and you know, now we we saw we saw what he could do on AEW. At least the world yes. did. We we already knew, but right, right, and we were pushing for it for so long. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or no, you you get somebody like Alan Angels who gets uh gets a shot at AEW and you know is now part of the the dark order which i think is amazingly awesome <laughs> well i 100 percent agree and he loves it too uh being that close with him and talking to him all the time he he loves it uh he's really excited to see where it goes and we and we are too just like as 
supporting him and, and watching his fans. Is that all the uh, social media plugs for you? Yes. Uh, AC Mac on everything. Uh, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I deleted my Tumblr. That's gone. Yes. Whatever you have, search AC Mac. I'm there. <laughs> Your MySpace? <laughs> Honestly, when I have MySpace, I'm pretty sure I use AC Mac. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like it, it's been a thing since I was in like the seventh grade. So yes, if for whatever reason you're on my space, look up AC Mac. <laughs> I might, I might just open it up and see what's on. <laughs> just because, <laughs> but that's me. AC Mac on everything. And of course you can find myself on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose, desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to your ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Pandora or Podbean Wrestling Cheers Podbean.com. And you can find all the links for all the social media and every place you can find the show in our link tree in this episode's show notes. You can also check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The Indie Cast. Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mikes, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're the title snatcher. Later. Yes. It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back Other shows are in the trash Kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice Wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week